Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf. I'm the Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You're listening to our podcast, Accidentally, where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation systems. During Accidentally, I ask thought-provoking questions, raise awareness of emerging issue, and offer insights on workers' compensation. My hope is to make you think about the system in a different way. You can listen or download our podcast each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast, or even better, subscribe to us on iTunes. This month during Accidentally, I want to ask the question, how do we know if workers' compensation is succeeding? Too often, we rely on the headlines, anecdotes, and generalizations to support our impressions, or let's call it what it is, our opinions that the system is working or not working. Identifying performance measures and metrics within the workers' compensation system is not an academic exercise. It's a practice we should be demanding. Seems pretty easy, right? Everything else is managed through measures and metrics. Unfortunately, workers' compensation finds a way to complicate the story. One of the things that complicates it is that you have to consider what lens of the system you're viewing it from. Because success might look different for a different stakeholder. Today, I want to highlight some measures that we frequently see in workers' compensation and talk about what the current measures say about the system and think about those measures from a different stakeholder perspectives, from employees, employers, insurers, service providers, and policymakers. Looking at a 360-degree view of the system is really important to answering the question, how do we know if workers' compensation is succeeding. The workers' compensation system collects a lot of data. And every day in my email inbox, there's a new report or bulletin that offers another measure or metric about the system. But too many measures can be overwhelming, and too often they can be poorly understood especially from individuals who are not steeped in the workers' compensation system. It would be really great if we had a measure or metrics that gave us a 360-degree view and gave you a snapshot of the overall health of the workers' compensation system. Well, one jurisdiction is doing just that. The Ontario Workplace Safety and Insurance Board has developed a health and safety index to measure and track the health and safety of the province's workplace in a single index. They modeled this index off of several measures from the OECD and other global think tanks, and they wanted to provide the public a way to see if the workplace health and safety within the province was increasing or decreasing annually. The index, it's a single measure that analyzes and weights five key factors that contribute to overall workplace safety and health. 
The five measures include prevention, workplace culture, worker empowerment, injuries and illnesses, and enforcement activities. The 2018 index showed a slight increase in the overall health and safety of Ontario's workplaces. This increase was driven largely by enhancements in worker empowerment, which tracks engagement and involvement of workers in health prevention and injury activities at their workplaces. The Health and Safety Index was the recipient of the 2018 IAIABC Innovation Award, and I think that it's a really interesting way to aggregate and present many data sets in a digestible form. If you're interested in learning more, we have a link to the index website on our podcast page. So now let's discuss some other measures that are frequently considered in the landscape of measuring success within the work comp industry. So what measures of success are important from the perspective of an employee? Well, I think there's probably no more important measure than frequency. Frequency of workplace injuries, illnesses, and fatalities is a really valuable, important measure to track. Presumably, the lower the frequency of those injuries and illnesses, the better. So national data on injury, illness, and fatality frequency is presented annually by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And this is an aside where I'm going to get just a little wonky. The measures of injury, illness, and fatality that are reported on by BLS are incident counts. These are not workers' compensation claims, and that's an important distinction for us to remember. There currently is no national study or database that measures workers' compensation claims filed and denied from a national perspective, but the IABC is working on it. The BLS reported that fatalities in U.S. workplaces were slightly down in 2017. The overall fatality incident rate was 3.5 deaths per 100,000 workers. And that trend in declining fatalities is something that has been seen over the last 30 years. A couple of areas of note in looking at fatalities at the workplaces transportation accidents accounted for 40% of deaths across the U.S. in 2017. Another thing that I think is really relevant is that unintentional overdoses due to non-medical use of drugs or alcohol while at work increased 25% in 2017 compared to 2016. This was the fifth consecutive year in which unintentional workplace overdose deaths have increased by at least 25%. And I think that's a really important indicator that while opioid prescriptions have declined in the work comp industry, there is still a national concern from a workplace safety and health perspective. Opioids are still relevant. The BLS also tracks occupational injuries and illnesses, and there was a decline in recorded occupational injuries and illnesses in 2017. The incidence rate was 2.8 recordable injuries per 100 workers in the private industry. 
A third of all injuries reported to BLS required time away from work, and the median days away from work was eight, and that's remained unchanged from the previous year. And the median days away from work is a measure oftentimes related to correlating to severity of the injuries. So it is sort of intuitive that the less days away from work an injury is, the less severe it is. Another important measure that employees might be particularly interested in is how adequate are the wage replacement benefits offered in the workers' compensation system. Put another way, how successful is the system at minimizing the financial impact of a work injury or illness? Candidly, there's not a lot of research in this area and more needs to be done to evaluate this measure. There are a few studies by the Upjohn Institute and RAND which look at a methodology and track benefit adequacy, but a lot of them are several years or several decades old. So how satisfied are injured workers with their outcomes in the work comp system, and what's their experience been? There are many different ways to answer that question. The Workers' Compensation Research Institute, WCRI, has a series of reports that looks into this question and provides a lot of different analysis from the injured worker's perspective. States have answered this question in other ways. For example, Colorado annually surveys injured workers to understand their overall satisfaction with the system. They have identified a couple of key measures they believe give an indication of how easy it is to navigate the workers' compensation system. They survey injured workers annually, and they issue a report, which is broken down by carrier, that they have on their website. Other states conduct satisfaction surveys in a specific area. For example, Tennessee conducts an annual survey of its ombudsman program, and in 2018, they recorded a 91% satisfaction rate with the program. So there are a lot of different ways that research organizations and states have looked at measuring how satisfied injured workers are with their experience in the work comp system. When we look at the opposite perspective, what are some measures that tell us about the success of workers' compensation from the employer perspective? One measure that quickly comes to mind with respect to employers is cost. That's something they oftentimes think about. The Oregon Premium Rate Ranking Survey is one measure of the median cost of workers' compensation coverage for employers. In 2018, the median cost of coverage across the entire U.S. was $1.70, which was a 7.6% drop from the survey in 2016. And for at least the last six years, the overall national median cost has been declining. I'm always hesitant to talk about the Oregon survey because it's controversial. Its methodology and its ranking system can be easily misinterpreted. However, the Oregon survey does provide some interesting historical trends that can be monitored, which give us another measure of the system. Some of those trends include 
understanding the different states' median costs over time. Is that median cost increasing or decreasing? And what are the factors that might be influencing that within a state? Another trend that can be used to monitor are what is a specific state's percentage above or below the median? And one of the interesting things that Oregon has found is that more and more states are getting closer to the median over time. So there is less of a spread across of the states. And I think that that is an indication that there is an overall stability in the workers' compensation system from a national perspective. Another measure of success from a, the employer perspective is to look at recent loss cost or advisory rate filings. And these filings loosely correspond to premium levels within a state. And over the last several years, there have been unprecedented number of rate decreases across the nation. And an increasing number of the rate decreases are in double digits. This is a trend that has continued year over year over the last five years. Another measure or example of employer cost is tracked by the National Academy of Social Insurance, NACI. And they track employer costs and benefits paid over a 36-year period. They found that in 2016, there have been historic lows for employer costs and correspondingly historic lows for paid benefits within the workers' compensation. It demonstrates that there has been a lot of moderation in the pricing of workers' compensation, and a lot of that is attributed to the fact that there has been a more than 30-year decline in frequency rates. So there's a correlation between those two measures. Another measure employers might be interested in is what percentage of workers are covered within the workers' compensation system. I think this is a real measure of equity because Workers' compensation, for the most part in the U.S., is designed to have universal coverage. And when all the employers in a state purchase and are covered within the workers' compensation system, it creates a level playing field. There's equity. And when there are more employers who do not have coverage uh, for their workers, that can create an unequal playing field. The measure of the number of workers covered in the system matches with our ongoing talks about universal coverage. This is not an easy measure to study, but NACI matches workers' compensation premium and payroll to state unemployment data. And in 2016, they estimated that 138 million jobs were covered by workers' compensation. And that represents an estimated 97.4% of all non-federal jobs in the U.S. workforce, which points to success in achieving universal coverage. Moving on to another stakeholder group that would be interested in measuring the success of workers' compensation, insurers. Insurers play a significant role in providing coverage and managing and paying for workers' compensation claims that happen in the U.S. And the overall insurance picture presents good news for a healthy and profitable private insurance market. 
Overall net written premium grew by 8.5% in 2018. And the factors that we see contributing to premium growth were low unemployment, so we have a higher number of workers engaged in the labor force, and there has been continued wage growth across the U.S. Construction and professional business services saw the highest growth in employment and wage increases, but growth in the construction and manufacturing also contributed to that high premium last year. The combined ratio is a measure that many insurers look at and watch very closely, and it measures the profitability of an insurer on written premium. I like to say that the combined ratio is like your golf score. The lower, the better. So anything below 100 means that insurers are making a profit on premium. 2018, NCCI reported a combined ratio of 83. And this was six points below 2017. And a combined ratio of 83 is historically low for the workers' compensation line. You have to go back to, I believe, the 1930s to find a combined ratio that low. Another measure that insurers look at and policymakers also consider in terms of the health of the private insurance market is the residual market. And the residual market looks at those employers who cannot obtain coverage in the private marketplace. That either their safety experience is too high or they are a new business in a high-risk industry where the private insurance marketplace is not going to cost that risk. NCCI saw their share of the residual market decrease by 7%, which can be interpreted as a positive sign that an increasing number of employers can successfully purchase coverage in the private marketplace. A couple of other measures when looking at success from the insurance perspective is that the average claim indemnity severity for 2018 was $24,600, and the average medical loss time claim severity was $28,600. The workers' compensation industry has a lot of service providers. There are a lot of businesses that provide auxiliary services to claim administrators, to insurers, and even to the regulatory agencies. And Measuring them within the context of workers' compensation is often done internally to meet benchmarks or service expectations or contractual terms. But there are some states that provide service provider measures. One rationale for measuring and tracking service provider measures is to reward or to correct desired behavior. A common service provider measure used by the states is EDI report cards. Report cards are used by many states, but some great examples are from Virginia, New York, and Florida. And these report cards are used to measure compliance with EDI data reporting requirements. The data reporter is required to achieve a certain percentage of compliance with various measures. Otherwise, they have to attend a training, they have to get personalized assistance, or they may incur penalties and fines. 
Another example from Minnesota with respect to service providers is a report that they issue annually which shows the various fines and penalties that the department has accessed. There is a measure for service provider compliance related to data reporters as well as medical providers and insurers. I think these measures, particularly from the state perspective, are really important because they demonstrate accountability to the workers' compensation industry. They also demonstrate accountability to the public about how the agency is utilizing resources and how they are ensuring compliance with that state's laws. Looking at these service provider measures from the state's perspective also can give us a sense of what challenge areas there are in the system. So if you see that there have been an increasingly number of fines in a specific area, that should give us a platform to ask questions about what changed and what might we be able to fix or do better in the future. Lastly, when looking at the workers' compensation system, it's important for policymakers to have measures of success within the system. And one of the best places, I think, to start in looking at state policymaker measures is the annual reports. Many states issue an annual report. Some of them are biennial and some of them are not as frequent. But they are an insightful place to examine the measures that policymakers might have a specific interest in and could play an important role in reporting on various system measures. A couple of states have recently redesigned their annual report, and they use that annual report to not just talk about the measures, but they also use that report as a public relations tool to talk about how those measures are meaningfully impacting the state's economy and how they're impacting the community of workers within that state. For example, in Virginia, they have a customer service measures. So they track and monitor how many calls the commissions received, how many communications were sent and received. And this gives us a sense of what the commission is doing to engage with its customers and stakeholders across the industry. Virginia also measures and reports out on various dispute measures. Another example is Tennessee. So Tennessee was obligated to develop an annual report on very specific measures as a part of their 2013 system reform. And some of the measures that they report are on are the cost of permanent partial awards. This was a particular friction point in the system before the reform. And in the latest annual report, they indicated that there was a 29% decrease in permanent partial disability cost following the reform implementation, which is a great measure of success. They made some changes to the system in that area, and they've seen that cost go down. Another driver in Tennessee with respect to the reform was the length of time it took for a claim to be resolved. And so Tennessee in their annual report tracks and measures that indicator. And they reported that a higher percentage of cases were being resolved within one year of the claim being filed. 
And this is, again, a positive indication that the process for claim resolution that they've put in place post-reform is more efficient. These are some of the many measures and metrics that the workers' compensation system uses to answer the question, how and if workers' compensation is being successful. And I think, as I talked about earlier, it's really important and we need to be talking more systematically about the measures and metrics of success in the system. But we live in a time when attention spans are short and statistics can be used to support any viewpoint. And so we have to be thoughtful about how workers' compensation success measures are used. There are many ways to consider success, but it's important to recognize that perspective is important. A metric can look good or bad depending on your point of view. So many of the measures that we have talked about today point to stability and strength within the workers' compensation system overall from the U.S. perspective. But if, or more likely when, the measures are less favorable, it will be critical to use them as a place to identify opportunities for change and then to continue to measure those so that you can actually evaluate the impact of those changes. I'd like to thank you for listening to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast on current workers' compensation events. You can listen to us at www.iaiabc.org podcast or subscribe to us on iTunes. Your feedback is always appreciated. Cheers, Jen.